Do you ever want to dive deeper into the Bible, but you just don't know where to begin or struggle to feel like you even have the time? When you read the Bible, do you get frustrated because you know there's so much more in there, you just have no clue how to get it out. Or maybe you just want to know the Bible better and you are looking for any resource to help. Well, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. We are two sisters. I'm Veronica. I'm Erica. We love to study the Bible. And secondly, we love to help others understand it better. When it comes to our own study of Scripture, we have found that in bringing back the context of Scripture, it adds to our understanding. It actually adds color to the black and white pages of the text. Well, we're back with another interesting setup here. You and I are sharing a mic, so we might sound a little bit off because we have to speak at the same mic. Right. And sometimes you sound far away because you sit back and talk. Right. <laughs> I'll try to remember to move. That's okay. But we have our special favorite guest with us. And you're actually, I'm going to say, last couple of weeks it's been really cold down here and my toes have been like icicles. But today it's been so hot out. Oh. It was nice to come down here. It's like, <laughs> yes, I'm going to Erica's freezing basement. Where we do school, I'd like to add. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, we turned up the heat just for you. Thanks. So if you haven't figured out who our special guest is, it's Erica's one and only husband. Brian. <laughs> Woo! Yay. I uh, heard that I was at the NRB conference th- this last week, and I, right. some people said I was world famous because they heard me on this podcast. <laughs> so You bring in new listeners. <laughs> From I around actually, the world, apparently. I actually had a friend, shout out to Laura, and she said she felt like she was listening to a professor when you come oh, on. Wow. Which I was well, like, yeah, you, that's actually a really good description. <laughs> that is, yeah. So. Yeah. But. Hopefully the good professor, not the one that puts you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I should ask her that. But you are here, and I'm just going to tell our listeners, here's the plan. For the next six to nine weeks. Yep. We're going we're gonna to be looking at, and you think six to nine weeks, this should be a long series. We're diving into Habakkuk because it's three chapters. <laughs> but it's the summer, so we're wanting kind of a shorter bite-sized pieces so that that way, because summer gets busy. And so this allows people to stay on task, stay on track with keeping live episodes, but not taking up all day. Because normally when we do have you here... These are like hour-long podcasts. I know. I talk too long. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it short. No, it's good. But if you're used to going, oh, it's Brian Van, that means it's going to be an hour. We've we've cut it down just for the summer. <laughs> Next time, once we get back to the school schedule, if you come yeah. back, yep. then we'll be back to our hour-long. We'll be back. We've got more chapters of Daniel. We've got oh, yes. King wets his pants. Yep. <laughs> yes. But we're taking a short little book, and we're giving you bite-sized pieces. So I'm going to stop talking and have you just kind of set it up for us yeah all right well Habakkuk um I always like to look at the the context mm-hmm. I mean it's in your name right it's got to be important context right? and color oh Not yeah your name. <laughs> like, well I was going to Habakkuk going how is he getting Habakkuk out of Veronica Copany got yes context, yes, context. <laughs> yep podcast name so I think it's important for for any book of the Bible that you're studying, or even chapter, verse, look at the context. Um, and the first, I mean, layers of 
context being where is where does it fit in the Bible canonically? Um, context where does it fit geographically? Um, where does it fit in the timeline of the scriptural events? And there's other layers too to that culturally and and such. But I, as you enter in contextually, the first thing I really I think there was intentionality to how the Bible was put together in its books of the Bible and in the ordering of those books. So that's always the first place I like to look. Um, and Habakkuk falls within what is referenced in the, the Hebrew reckoning as the 12. So the prophets, there's the former prophets, which typically we would consider the historical books. And then the latter prophets, which would be Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and the 12. Oh, they don't consider the okay. in, in a in a Jewish scriptural rendition. They consider those essentially uh, a group of twelve or like an anthology of of so one prophets. little one book mm-hmm. made up of twelve parts. Right. Okay. And and it, real quick in the Jewish order, are those twelve in the same order we would have in our scripture that order right. today? You would go through the Torah, the five books of Moses, then you would go into the, the former prophets, Joshua through Kings, and then okay. you skip Chronicles, Ruth isn't there, and then you jump into the latter prophets. So you'd go Kings straight into Isaiah, Isaiah Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and okay. the 12. And then Hosea, Joel, Amos. There, I'll have to yeah, make some... Within the 12. Graphic. Right. Yeah. Showing that. Um, and within the 12... I mean, there's a lot there, and I'm already going to turn this into a one-hour short. That's, that's, <laughs> we don't want to go Welcome there. to Brian Vance. Um, so within the 12, there is significance to the ordering of even the 12 um, oh. and how they're ordered. Roughly chronological, but there's an alternation where it starts. Hosea is a northern prophet, and then Joel is a southern, and then Hosea, Joel Amos speaking to the north. And Obadiah to the south. So it bounces back and forth. Oh, interesting. And when you come to, before we really hit Habakkuk, I think it's important to look at Nahum because Nahum in this alternate pattern Mm -hmm. is in the spot of the north. The north being the kingdom that was destroyed by Assyria. Nahum comes in and talks about the destruction of Assyria and its capital, Nineveh. Which actually then goes back to Jonah. Yes. So we actually can just shout out to our Jonah podcast because the unpublished manuscript was by you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Lord willing, someday. You have to finish Nahum first. Right. Um, so Nahum leaves us as a reader at the point of visualizing or seeing the coming destruction of, of, uh, of Nineveh and of the Assyrian Empire, which has just plagued Israel, mostly mm-hmm. the north, but also the south for, for many years. And then you come to Habakkuk. So we're, we're talking a bit of the canonical order, but also we've got the timeline here, because Habakkuk is a prophet that comes during a time of transition, internationally speaking. Okay. The stage of the Middle East is starting to shift, and there's uh, winds of change amongst the power, the powerful nations. And we start to get a sense for that, and we look at Habakkuk and what he's 
complaining about is the corruption that's going on. Well, the the society in Judea and Judah at that time, um, the the people were kind of feeling a bit uh, bigger than their britches mm. because the great power of Syria was dying in its twilight years, and Babylon had not yet risen, and so the the big wigs of Judah were taking advantage of people and trying to flex their muscles. We had a professor in Israel that used the phrase, you know, when the cat's away, the mice will play. And he said, Assyria, Babylon were cats, but Judah and Israel were mice. Yes. Mm -hmm. Philistines, those little nations. So when the big guys are, the cats are gone, well, the mice get really big and have fun. (laughs) But they're still mice. But they're still mice. Okay. Yeah. So then we enter into Habakkuk, the prophet himself, um, and he, it's an interesting book because you think of the prophets and you think of these long poetic books like Isaiah and Jeremiah, you've got these long speeches where they're proclaiming to either a corrupt king or maybe proclaiming judgment on a nation, um, you know, talking about injustice and you people need to change your ways. Habakkuk is very different. I would say almost unique amongst the prophets because this is a very intimate dialogue in chapters one and two. It's it's a dialogue between the prophet himself and God. Where normally it's the prophet giving God's word mm-hmm. to the people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and in some cases, the prophet, you know, coming back and intervening on behalf of the people. Right. Um, but yeah, in this case, it's just, it's like we're tapping into a private conversation. You know, the olden days, they used to have those uh, lines that you could, like, pick up the line and oh, hear. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my mom talks about those. Party lines. Yeah, it's a party line. Um, so we get we get a very an inside look at this interaction between a prophet who's struggling with the way things are mm-hmm. and God actually responding to him. So that's... A brief intro. <laughs> I could have gone more, but I'm already looking at the timer going, wow, this is it's nope, be hard we're good. to keep it short. Um, so chapter one of Habakkuk breaks down into three sections. And what we want to cover today is Habakkuk's initial complaint. Mm-hmm. And then God responds in a second section of chapter one, and then Habakkuk responds to God. So, it's, so this dialogue starts to shape up within uh chapter one. So our breaks are coming for podcasts based on how this conversation is going. Correct. Okay. So you get one through four. So Habakkuk starts, he's, he's a, uh, he's frustrated. He's living in a world that is twisted and falling apart Mm -hmm. at the seams. And he starts his complaint um, in verse two, he's like, how long Lord must I call for help, but you not listen or cry out to you violence, but you don't save. Sounds like something people say today. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know, his question here is, is a typical Hebrew lament style. Um, how long he's not exactly asking God, like how many days is this going to last? It's how long is more of it's, it's introducing a typical lament style 
of mm-hmm. complaint. It's it's like we would say to our kids, how long do I have to wait for you kids to clean up your room? How like, many times how m- do yeah. I have to ask you? We're not expecting 72. Right. <laughs> Please <You know>? no. <laughs> so it's it's more of a rhetorical device here. Mm-hmm. And he's he's crying out for help. He's crying out saying, God, this isn't good. There's a problem here. And he's in verse three, there's this key pair of words we're going to see that pop up this in this episode, but also in the next couple. Okay. Why do you make me look at injustice in the NIV? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Or in the ESV, it says, why do you make me see iniquity or look at wrong? You've got these parallel words of seeing and looking, mm-hmm. seeing and looking, depending on your translation. And I would encourage you to look Verse at e- three. ESV or NASB. Okay. But this looking and seeing concept is a, a repeated hook throughout the chapter because then God's going to respond in the next section. He's going to say, well, you want to see something? Go look at this. Um But Habakkuk at this point is saying, like, everywhere I look, Hebrew is ra'ah, or, or, uh, sorry, look is nabat, and see is ra'ah. Everywhere I look and I see, I'm seeing corruption, I'm seeing wickedness, I'm seeing violence. And you, you get this piling up of all of these synonyms of injustice and corruption. And it just, it's showing that in Habakkuk's time, um, you have this society that's starting to pull itself apart at the seams. You've got a society that's rampant with crime, physical violence, strife. The people groups are, there's contention between people groups, and he's just tired of it. Mm-hmm. And is he looking at like Israel and Judah, or is he even including Assyria in that? Uh, is it global or more personal? Um, well, by this point, Israel's gone. Oh, yeah, that's right. They have been uh, removed by the Assyrians. I would think, and because of what is going to come out in the next verse, I think he's talking primarily about Judah. Okay. He's talking about this is supposed to be God's people. This is right. supposed to be the people that act differently, and they, they aren't. Sounds and like something we would all say today. <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing, how potent this is. Yeah. Um, also worth pointing out, as you look at these, this first couple verses, Habakkuk, he just jumps in. Remember, we talked about how long. Mm-hmm. In a typical cultural approach in, in the Middle East, you would have some sort of compliment or you would ease in with something positive if you're talking to a superior or to your king or to your lord. You would start that way, and then you would ease your way into the complaint that you're mm. trying to lodge or the petition. I think it's important to note Habakkuk just jumps in and he's like, he's angry. He's impatient. He's frustrated. Well, when you come to somebody that way, you put them on the defense immediately. Right. You know, if I walk in and kind of work into the conversation, it builds up to, okay, I have something to talk to you about. Where if I just walk through the door and start chewing out my husband. Mm-hmm. That doesn't go well. Yeah, usually it does. Because you, you put the other person on the defense right away, and now you're both just right. escalated. Mm-hmm. And perhaps that's why God responds the way okay. he does shortly. But in the next, you'll have to right. come into the next episode. But 
so to get back to your previous question of who 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 do we think Habakkuk is talking to, I think mm-hmm. verse four gives us the keys to recognizing this is Israel he's talking to because or Judah, what's well, left of the nation of Israel. Yeah, you're right. So because Habakkuk's frustrated because he says the law, the Torah, is paralyzed. It's like frozen. And justice doesn't go forth. Hmm. And the wicked surround the righteous, and justice goes forth perverted. Hmm. So because we're talking about the Torah, which was God's instructions to the people of Israel, this is how you live. And Habakkuk's saying, it's it's paralyzed it's frozen like it the uh the hebrew word underneath it gives the connotation that it's like numb so imagine you hit your funny bone mm-hmm. and how your arm is just like mm-hmm. Ugh, it's ringing and useless mm-hmm. that's where the the torah in habakkuk society he's like it's frozen it's numb it's not effective in doing what it's supposed to do because the people are just so corrupt there's so much moral decay and it's it's just frozen and it and justice probably within air quotes it, it's not happening like right. whatever justice is trying to happen is um you know going you can imagine it going into the the system and then coming out at some Random angle that spot. it's yeah it's shot in the wrong direction because the people that are operating the the system of justice are not adhering to Torah. Mm-hmm. And so it's naturally, it's frustrating Habakkuk. And he's he's irritated. He's saying, God, how long does this situation have to last? This is frustrating. And um, as we had said earlier, I think the whole reason this is taking place is because the pressure from the cat nations, mm-hmm. Assyria, Egypt, Babylon, that's all been alleviated for a time and now they're because you're not straight fighting for survival anymore so yes. now you can look around and go oh right what's going on here i'm not focusing out there at them now i can look at us and go we got some work to do yep and and all of the power structures and the people in leadership are grabbing whatever scraps they mm-hmm. can because there's no they're not united by a common enemy or cause anymore right. now everyone's grasping for their own Mm-hmm. thing and i mean you can you can see you think from david and solomon's time you have just this continuous tick down right especially Decline. as you look through the kings you have some bright spots from a few kings um but especially by this point you've gone through ammon and manasseh the, well, some of the worst kings mm-hmm. of judah um you know they're they're sacrificing their own kids to idols so it's no surprise that this is the this is the fruit of that kind of right. leadership. So this is where the first section ends. Okay. How long are you gonna? How long, Lord, are you gonna? Put He's up with venting this? to God. He's venting. He's looking around and going, "God, you're not doing anything." Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Erica might have a comment over there. It, it does set a good pre- precedent for us because I think we can follow and you can take your hard questions to God. Right. This is, he's at least going about the right process, even though 
his tone maybe a bit disrespectful, a bit impertinent. Um, bring your questions to God. Right. You, you can bring your challenges, the things you don't understand. And if you don't understand why you, you know, the, the, you're in whatever life circumstances you're mm-hmm. in, I mean, you're not alone. Right. I think that's part of the message here already in Habakkuk is we're not alone when you're struggling with hard mm-hmm. circumstances, um, this moral decay you see around, but go to God right. with that. Well, we kind of need everyone to come back next week to really say you can co- go to God this way. Because we need to see, okay, Habakkuk did it, but how does God respond? Mm-hmm. What is God's, what is, how does God meet that tone? <laughs> right. You know, because like I say, and sadly, I have done this to my husband. I come in and I just full on, ah, and sometimes he responds with the same, right? Because I caught him off guard and he's not ready for His the attack. Energies, yeah, reciprocate. Right. So him. therefore, we need everyone to come back next week. To find out how God responds. Because so, then if you see God's response, it does help you go, okay, when I come to God with this tone or attitude, I can expect him to respond in the same way. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Maybe I don't want him to respond in the same way. So thanks for joining us. Do you have any comments before I wrap us up? Erica's good. Uh, this is the context and color of the Bible. Look at that. 21 minutes. <laughs> Not too bad. So, like we said, we're going to be in the book of Habakkuk for the next several weeks. Come back and join us next week. And as always, we are on social media. We have Facebook, um, Instagram, Pinterest. If you want to see those graphics that help you understand and visualize it, they're all up there for you to see. And we'll talk to you next week.